Welcome to The Ignition Point. This is CBA's podcast where we work with students every day to make them problem solvers, critical thinkers, collaborators, and using of their lifelong guidelines and life skills. We've been doing a podcast on relationships and the importance of relationships at CBA. And today I'm excited to have a parent sit down with me. Treg Kirkland is joining us today. He's got three kids here, a rising third grader, a rising sixth grader, and a rising ninth grader. So they're spanning the, the, the offerings of what we have at CBA. And they have been here from day one, it feels like. It may, you may not have come in on day one, but it feels like you've been here on day one. And I've developed a great relationship with you guys. And so welcome to the yes, podcast. Yes, Kendall, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for having me this morning. Uh, the opportunity to speak about uh, you know something that we've grown passionate about over the few years is, uh, is always a, a pleasure. You know? So we just want to jump into the, the topic. Like I said, we've been talking about how we really pay attention to where uh, our students are in their relationship process, knowing that every kid on campus is not in the same place. We know that uh, starting in preschool, going through elementary, the, the interaction of relationship is really centered around the teacher. What the teacher is doing in the classroom, uh, welcoming kids at the door, community circle time, the way they're interacting with parents, uh, that the teacher really holds a, 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 a instrumental part of building relationships. And then as they get into middle school, on the student side, we see that relationship being transitioning from the teacher being the focus to I've got all of these peers now we know that that's not it's not saying that at the elementary level their peers don't matter right but we know the the importance of their peers goes up and I'm sure you've seen that Absolutely. Uh, with your Absolutely. own child and then as they get into high school we're transitioning them once again from that importance of their peers to the important relationships that they're going to have in the broader sense of the world where do they fit in that broader sense and then how can they get where they're wanting to go as an adult we talk about that we're not a college and career path here we're not uh, a we're, we like to think of ourselves as a life ready path that we're trying to help kids get where they want to be and where their parents are are good with them being and that's going to be different from kid to kid and so we we really focus a lot on that relationship side and so as a parent uh, that has had kids go through different parts of of our process here um, what was your perspective on that as far as how relationships were being built with your kids, how relationships were being built with you as parents, and then how did those relationships um, change along the way, and, and how did the, the school partner with that change and, and help your student to work through that as, as changes took place in their lives? Yeah, well, giving our personal testimony of why we chose Clayton Bradley over other schools in our area, um, you know, in the beginning, and I'm going to say in the beginning because as a parent, it's been a, a privilege to watch Clayton Bradley grow and adapt to the, the needs that, uh, just like you said, every child here is different, so every child here faced. Um, you know, our first year with Connor here, as you said, he's a rising ninth grader. He started here as a kindergarten. We were part of the first kindergarten class here. Um, you know, and as we tested for that, it was an immediate relationship building process that Pat was immediately able to, to, to grasp my attention with what her thoughts were with this place. As you know, and I've, I've said this many times, it's, it was an empty field when we got here. So this woman did yeah. a phenomenal sales job on me to be able to just convince <laughs> me that, hey, here's her idea and, and here's how she's, how she's trying to, you know, to, to implement that. Uh, secondly, I, I want to excuse me. I want to brag on um, 
Melissa Singleton just a little bit. She was uh, our first experience here. Uh, Melissa Singleton actually taught me that uh, teaching is an art, you know, and the way that she was able to, to grab Connor, who had never been anywhere, any type of school, any preschool type of that, um, and help him navigate early in his life. I think that set up a, a precedence here. And as, you know, again, as he began climbing in grades, you know, again, uh, moving on to Jenna Jackson, who again, I think is one of the biggest assets that this school has. Um, watching the way that, uh, you know, she was able to uh, not only continue his nurturing, continue his development, implement some discipline in his life, which again was important to me. Um, you know, again, that's a, it was those type of things that really caught us in the beginning. You know, as Clayton Grad began to grow, and I added a, a second child here. Uh, you know, and as at the time, uh, Clayton Bradley added a preschool, which I thought, you know, preschool was was an absolutely wonderful way uh, to begin to nurturing kids into the environment that Clayton Bradley is. Clayton Bradley is an environment that, you know, it's it's one thing for me to send my kid to school. Here's a bunch of facts. Heard you off to the next one. I didn't want that for my children. I wanted yeah. my, you know, my children to have an opportunity to grow who they are as individuals and to see the world from different vantage points. Um, and certainly, some of the things that these teachers bring to the table. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick on Stacy Hutchinson just a little bit. You know, uh, having a degree and being able to teach is a phenomenal thing. I don't doubt, devalue that at all. It's some of the things that these teachers bring. Uh, from whether that's their own personality, previous experiences, you know, the, the magical part about what Stacy was able to do in the preschool is part of her speech therapy. You don't realize what a value that was to be able to teach my child at such a young age, enunciate, create, you know, that really set a tone moving forward. When she did get to Melissa Singleton, it, it was a hit the ground running, like, you know, I'm going to use that term a lot. Um, so there, there was no lapse in education. There was no re-get to learn your child because again, in relationships here, Melissa already knew my child because, you know, again, uh, this is such a close-knit family here. And I'm going to use that term family because, you know, outside of the school, you know, teachers would call, teachers would text, hey, if your child's sick, hey, how you doing? Today, I saw them kind of irked in class. Here's how I adapted to that. You know, and it's really that personal level of what we've bought into and what really we feel like makes Clayton Bradley special. Yeah, you you touched on things that that I love hearing a, a parent talk about. Mm -hmm. um, we we don't take it for granted that that parents choose to send their kid here, mm -hmm. and we don't handle that lightly. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal for us. That we're an independent school, and, mm -hmm. and nobody's required to come here, mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure that the product we're offering mm -hmm. is what we are selling. You know, that the, the thing that we tell people we do that we're actually doing, mm -hmm. and we we make sure that our teachers understand that like people are choosing to be here let's make sure that we're doing what we say we're doing and you talked about us adapting to kids you talked about um, the asset that our teachers bring to the table which that is our biggest asset as a school as your kids um, have gone through different levels what were those transitions like you talked a little bit about that preschool to kindergarten transition yes sir you've had one already make the transition from elementary to middle mm -hmm. you've got another one now making that transition mm -hmm. uh this next year what was that relate what what was that process like as a parent and then how did our teachers reach out uh, be it through home visits or or mm -hmm. communication tools that helped that process as your kids were going through though those are major changes and sometimes yeah. there's a lot of fear and anxiety mm -hmm. and 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 different things that kids go through right. when they're making those transitions what were some ways that that the school was able to help you guys as parents to know what was coming 
to feel good about what was coming, to feel good about what your students were going to, to experience as well. Um, how did they answer questions about maybe stuff that you weren't good about? Sure. Uh, you know, the biggest thing that I can see as far as transitioning is watching Clayton Bradley grow uh, as a community, as a school, as you know, taking the daily information that I could see that administration was getting. You know, what, what, what's working, what's not, here let's adapt. And I think that's been a wonderful thing here because, I, and, I, and again, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna brag on Mary Life for just a little bit, you know, because she came here after we did. You know, so she was, you know, uh, new to us when I think we landed in about second or third grade with Connor, uh, which by the way, uh, moving to second to third, to third grade, uh, excuse me, first to second grade, the looping process, I think, was a brilliant idea. It was absolutely, uh, you know, very strong move as far as Connor from moving out of first grade into second. There was no acclimation time. He's still very young at that point, and uh, again, it was again hit the ground running. There was no lapse in well, I now need to get to know your child, or now, you know, the, you know, the teachers knew from day one. Again, I'm gonna hit Jenna Jackson again. She knew from day one exactly who he was, exactly how he handled him. He knew. Uh, just by the relationship that we had built with her through communication, whether that be on campus or outside of campus. Um, she knows who my kids are, you know, and there's something to be said for that because again, that is the real value right here. Knowing who my kids are, knowing exactly their needs, and again, she was able to reach that immediately. So again, there was no downtime in first or second grade. It was almost as if they were combined and it was a extre extremely smooth transition. Um, again, which I'm gonna brag on the faculty for for for, for seeing that, you know. Um, and again, watching my kid grow, I, I'm gonna brag on the faculty again for being able to know where to put their assets. As we began moving up, as Connor began growing older, um, I think Amy Lovin is an unsung hero here. She really is. As far as uh, who Connor was, you know, coming up, you know, in, in his early development was about maturing him a little bit, getting used to the structure. You know, uh, he had a phenomenal year with Amy Lovin, who was a phenomenal teacher, uh, and that translated him into qualifying for the Duke Tip program the very yeah. following year. Um, you know, moving in from from Amy to the fifth grade with Nick Starkey. You know, Nick, Nick is his own standalone individual here. You know, he really <laughs> speaks for himself. You know, it's hard not to hear him. Um, you know, again, not only is he a wonderful teacher, he has a way of, of reaching these students on a real level that, uh, that just, it, it grabs your attention constantly. You know, he's hard not to, you know, you know, to gravitate to him just because he is that kind of individual. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the strong points aside from, again, I'm never devaluing anybody's education whatsoever, but Nick brings to the table a lot of, of, of personal motivation, a lot of really, confidence building, believing your child can do that. And by the time my second child, Kira, who struggled with confidence, you know, she yeah. had a phenomenal year with Amy Lovin as well, uh, academically. And I think the step from everything that Amy Lovin at in fourth grade was able to give her, all Starkey amplified it. You know, Starkey had a wonderful way awesome. of, of getting her kind of out of her little shell. And again, she's an introverted child. And uh, that's taking something for me as a parent to get used to. Um, but, you know, again, he brought her out of her shell. She went in thinking, hey, I'm not good at math, too. Again, he texts us constantly, hey, your girl Sky scored as high as she could on this recent math test, or she missed one problem, but here's what she did, you know. Uh, you know, again, so it's that constant communication. It's that constant um, confidence building that, again, I really feel like has set her up for success at the next level. Next level being, you know, the Clayton Bradley Middle School here. So, 
you know, again, bragging on the assets right here as best I can, Kendall, because again, at the end of the day, that's why we're here. Yeah. You know? So. What are you looking forward to? Uh, you've been a part of this as, as we've built the high school. Mm -hmm. So you've seen it as a parent that didn't have a kid in the high school. And, and obviously, as, as the high school's been built and buildings have gone in and, and teachers have come and gone and, and, you know, some ideas rose to the surface and then disappeared and, and other ideas took their place as we've tried to evolve and adapt as we've grown. Now you've got one going into high school for yes, the first sir. time. Yes, sir, which we are definitely excited about. Um, you know, again, watching Clayton Bradley grow, you know, and watching, like you said, move, adapt, shift, and around, you know, and, and if I can brag on, you know, everything that, <clears throat> you know, the Clayton family has done here, it's a beautiful campus. You know, I enjoy visiting here, the layout, you know, there's, there's certain amenities here that you'll find nowhere else, anywhere locally. And, and again, uh, thankful to all those who are involved in making this campus as beautiful as it is. Not only is it beautiful, it's functional. You know, everything has its place. Everything is strategically located to help our children advance in the best way they can. You know, and what's really gotten me excited is, you know, as Congress had the opportunity to deal with some of the, the high school teachers early. And I think that's just crucial to what we're trying to do to educate our kids is not, you know, I want him to have a diploma and everything go great, but at the same time, I need real education. And the, uh, the hands-on project-based learning is, is why we came here. Uh, he has had, excuse me, I'm going back to Connor there. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, an outstanding time with Dr. Lucas, the robotics labs, everything that, that he brings to the table. I think, again, I think Dr. Lucas is another unsung hero here. He, uh, he, he does a lot. We are so excited to see him um, in his new, uh, you know, introductory to entrepreneurship. That for me, yeah. again, was the most exciting thing as far as me moving to high school. You and I spoke with that, you know, um, in early January. Was real excited to see that. It's exciting to see uh, the steps that you have taken as administration to, to, to see the needs of our kids and implement it into the school. And that's constantly evolving in the world we change it. You know, uh, our kids, you know, uh, and if I can back up just a fraction there, coming up through all those grades to have those years with Lori Vines and technology, um, I think that is a vital point that we don't hit on enough because there's so many teachers that are home run hitters here, you yeah. know, that really, you know, you can pull these strengths from them. Uh, Lori Vines is also kind of unsung right there. Everything she did through technology really prepared our kids for the world the way it is, the adapting world that, I mean, we live in the technology world. Everything is technology based. Absolutely. Uh, and our kids are prepared for that. You know, they prepare, it's a daily part of their lives. So, um, but yeah, high school is a new animal. You know, we're excited to get to know Brad and all that his team are doing up here, watching the changes implement. You know, I know we have some phenomenal teachers here as well, who just for being on campus over the years, again, we were already developed a, a relationship. You know, we, we were speaking with, with, Dr., um, with Dr. Lucas, um, and, uh, and Mr. Hussey, we're excited to have him. You know, he's, he's another character here on campus that brings a lot of life. You know, and I know Connor, yeah. uh, you know, is a strong reader as this school has created him to be. You know, majority of the time, my kid would rather read than do just about anything, you know. <laughs> uh, so as having a 13-year-old that, that doesn't mind getting off a video game to read a book, that says we're doing something right, you know. <laughs> That's great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially in the technology world that yes, we live in, yeah. uh, that, that's such a big pull mm -hmm. for kids. Just help parents that maybe are listening to this, maybe a parent that's considering the school or a parent that's new to the school. How have you been able to partner with us? You know, be it maybe through attendance of stuff like family gatherings mm -hmm. or, or socials yeah. or 
the way that you and your wife have partnered with uh, the sports teams that your kids have played on. What are ways that parents need to be coming in ready to partner with or, or looking to partner with? Well, that was something that, that Pat Bradley had, had set a, a precedent to us very early. When she sold us a school that didn't exist, um, it was involvement, involvement. And that's what we, for Samantha and I, what we wanted as parents is it wasn't, we just didn't want to send our kid off and get him home at the end of the day and, how was your day? Fine. You know, we wanted the opportunity to, to, to be involved with his life. I get a short amount of time with, him, with my children and um, we wanted to be involved in every aspect that we could. And I think the, the fact that not only teachers, but staff, uh, administration, you know, I mean, I mean, all the way down to, I'm gonna even brag on Officer Holly, who is by far the, the best resource, you know, that, that is here. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal officer. It's a privilege to have her. The kids know her. Kids walk in the door and immediately feel safe here. And in the world we live in, that's a, that's a real aspect that we have to deal with. Absolutely. Uh, and again, behind the scenes with all the unsung security that, that goes on here, I want to touch on that a little bit. Incoming parents can expect a safe environment for their kids here. They can expect a welcoming environment here. Everyone from your kid's teacher to, uh, <laughs> to the assistant executive director is always quick to shake a hand. You know me by first name. You see me, you know, we wave at each other in public. Um, that's what I'm really buying into. I'm buying into that small community that, uh, because again, uh, it, it's that relationship is what we're after. That relationship ultimately develops um, learning for my children, developed for me for learning as a parent. I have learned a lot by being here. Um, again, I, you know, I'll tell you, uh, to be a teacher is an art form. You know, it really is. Um, the way you guys reach out to that. Incoming parents can also expect, this place is a different environment. You know, and, I, and, that's, and that's a very hard and broad term to be able to say, okay, well, here's why it's different. But, you know, from every day from your kids get here, they're taught to treat people right, do the right thing. You know, and I, and, and I had another parent come to me at one point and said, Greg, you know, do you really feel like that's real life? Treat people right, do the right thing. <laughs> Such a tough world. You know, and my response to that was, well, yeah. You know, you know, we are a Christian-based family, so that's what we want to try to implement in our children. I think they have the opportunity and this school to be who they are, you know, and I think that's a wonderful value is this place has the opportunity for diversity is here, you know, uh, you know, and at the same time, a child is able to cultivate who he or she is, who their parents are trying to help them become. Um, and again, that exists here. So, but the, you know, the atmosphere here is really a, a nurturing. We, we try to be a, a community base where you know, we help each other, you know, and I think that ultimately is that not the change we wanted to see in the world yeah. and, and that's why we came here you know so um, I think Clayton Bradley is 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 ideal if, if, if that's the type of atmosphere that a parent is interested in putting their child in those are great points I, you're not seeing this on the podcast obviously but I'm not like feeding him answers although you're hitting on everything uh, that I would want you to say yeah. as a parent well, you know as we've talked about relationships on this podcast uh, it's come up from preschool all the way through high school of teachers saying, I want a kid to feel valued. Mm -hmm. I want what the kid has to bring to the table mm -hmm. is important. And we want to teach them that they have value mm -hmm. and then teach them that other people sitting at the table have value. Mm -hmm. And so we need to actively listen to hear what they're they're saying and, and understand how that may change a little bit of, of how I view the world mm -hmm. as I understand more of, of the diversity component, mm -hmm. more of, of their value and, and what they're learning and how they're being raised 
may be different than what I'm being raised in. Sure. And as I understand the world, I'm going to work with those people too. Absolutely. And I think that's vital. Vital what you're touching on right there is things that are taught here, again, are not just here's a handful of facts. Learn these facts for the test and then we're moving on to the next facts. You know, again, it, it is real life applicable, if I can use that term. Um, you know, again, our, our kids, you know, and I can give an example of, you know, Kira, my middle child, you know, saw a, a student in a, in a, a younger grade earlier um, who maybe wasn't being involved in a group. You know, maybe they, for whatever reason, you know. Uh, so Kira takes it upon herself to email that teacher and say, hey, you know, here's what <laughs> I'm seeing going on. A, how can I help? How can you help? And how can we make this child feel like he's a part of, of, of the class, a part of the group, you know? And I thought that was absolutely phenomenal because again, that's not like I asked her to do that. Yeah. That's the way she's being raised. And, that, and being raised is being raised right here at Clayton Bradley Academy. And so it's some of those, those things that, you know, that's, that's real life applicable learning that you can't teach from a textbook. Wow. You know, and no, and those things again are why we come here. Why we we continue to value what this place has to offer because again, we want our child to be the best they can possibly be. You know, at the same time, you know, uh, being a kind individual doesn't mean you get ran over. You know, and I think that's a strength that's developed here because of the confidence level that a lot of your teachers give to them. Again, when you, you make a student feel valued, self-value is 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 underestimated in our in our in our, in our society. So to teach these kids how important they see themselves, to be able to see the diversity around them and others gives them vantage point. And I think they're taught to see things from a different perspective, which eliminates countless problems. You know, so um, again, for real life application, that is real life learning. Again, that's, again, that's being the change we want to see in the world. Wow. You know? it, it really is uh, great to hear a parent talk about all the things that we hope we're instilling in our classrooms and, and in our interactions with all the different things that we do with parents. Um, I know you said that, that Pat Bradley was a good salesperson uh, as she was selling you on a field, uh, that there was nothing there. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, you as a parent, your family is, is a huge salesperson uh, for CBA. Yeah. And, and if you're wondering anything about CBA, I think you can go talk to the Kirklands and they'll help you know Please do. Please uh, the do. truth. Yeah. <laughs> and so we are so glad that you were willing to sit down uh, with me today uh, for a short period of time, but one that I, I think will bring a lot of value to people out there listening about our school. This is the Ignition Point. It's the podcast for Clayton Bradley Academy, where every day we work with parents and students for them to be problem solvers, critical thinkers, collaborators, and using of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you wanna find out more about the school, you can reach out to families uh, in our community or you can find us on the website at www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. You can schedule a tour there. You can find out more information about us. We'd love to have you on campus so you can see really what is going on every day that makes CBA special. We hope that you have a wonderful day.